Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. This morning, our guest is Kendall Bennett, an expert on finding ways to gain the skills you need to advance your career without having to stop work or bust your budget. She is also the winner of our Listener Appreciation Contest. She submitted the idea of doing a show on how to increase your skills, and once the topic was selected, we discovered she was an expert on the topic. It is what I call a will a real win-win for our show and our listeners. So please welcome our guest, Kendall Bennett. Kendall, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for this. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you, and we're so glad that you brought up such an amazing topic and that you were able to come on the show and share it with us. But before we get too far into that topic, how about sharing um, with our listeners some information about your career, maybe your career path? So I am a multimedia designer and a personal professional development blogger. So one of the things that I knew that I wanted to do was something creative. It's like, even as a kid, I loved anything that was creative, whether it was drawing, writing, things like that. So as a multimedia designer, I help out with designing newsletters for information. I help with video edits, anything that's concerning audio. I do like basic edits for that. And then for the blog, I help do a lot of research and provide information for our younger generations to help them figure out what it is that they want to do for their uh, professional paths. Do you want to share a little bit with us about your very first job? My very first. Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> so my very first job was at a skating rink. And it it was frustrating. It was in high school. I want to say that I was 15. And it's like I wanted to I wanted to be able to help my mom out. She was a teacher. And even then, even I could see that it was a lot of stress on her to try to take care of everything. So I somehow managed to convince her to let me get a summer job. And she drove me around everywhere. And that was my first taste of how hard it was to actually break into something without actually understanding what I was supposed to do. I'd be honest, I have social anxiety. I'm very awkward when it comes to like interviews and stuff. I didn't know what to do. And it got to the point where I got so frustrated with being given a no that she drove by the skating rink, saw that they were bringing in some new stuff. My mom was like, Kendall, do you want to try that place? I'm like, yeah, sure. She she parked and I went in with my resume identified the first person that looked like that they were in charge, walked up to him and said, hi, I'm 15, but I really want a job and handed him my resume. And he just looked down at me like, what? And somehow it worked. I would not recommend that for everyone to do that, but he was like, you're bold. Okay, let's do it. And with that, they had me lacing up the, the skates. They had me helping to clean the skate floor, making sure everything was ready for opening day. And with me being one of the first opening staffs, eventually I helped train the new people that would come in. I would help the DJ with the music. And it helped me kind of break out of my shy little bubble because not only was my responsibility to watch over the children and the adults when it was on the skate floor, but I also had to entertain them. I had to break out of that shyness and be charismatic, be entertaining, be like, hi, welcome, have fun. And that kind of helped craft my personality now. And I want to thank you for sharing that story. I wanted our listeners to know that you have been in this whole jumping into a job and learning how to do it. And obviously very trusted, you know, both with equipment, but training people. So just so everybody's listening, Kendall is the real deal. She knows how to jump into that job, get that <laughs> job 
and learn as she goes. And that's what this program's all about, that you don't have to just sit back and wait until you've got some degree or something. You can just no. jump in and, and go for it. So, okay, Kendall, I'm kind of sharing sharing too much of your story. So, um, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. What, what motivated you to start your podcast or I mean your blog? <laughs> I've already promoted your podcast. It's going to happen soon. But anyway, right yeah. now we're blogged. Okay. <laughs> well, it kind of started whenever I went into college. It's like right before it, I kind of grew up with that myth, myth that, hey, after high school, you need to kind of go straight off to college and figure out what it is that you want to do. And luckily for me, I knew what I wanted to go to college for, thanks to my mom. It's like, I wanted to go for computer animation. But we didn't realize how expensive it was to go to art school. So I ended up joining the military to earn my GI Bill and then going to college. Well, once I actually got there, I saw a whole bunch of my colleagues stressing over not only their coursework, but also the financial strain of knowing that if they don't complete, whether they complete this or not, they're going to be under a lot of debt. And I would hear a whole bunch of my colleagues like questioning, like, why am I doing this? Why did I come here? Is this the path that I need to be on? And even with me, even though I had my GI Bill, thank God, even I kind of got to that point where even though I knew that I still wanted to do something creative, I didn't know what my mission was. Like, what's the end goal to earning this piece of paper? Yes, I want to make cartoons, but for what? And after I graduated, I kept in contact with some of my colleagues and everything. And a whole bunch of us were kind of having that a tug of war with ourselves. Like, hey, did we study the right thing? Is this what we really want to do? And I ended up starting the blog because once I sat back and actually analyzed what was going on, I'm like a whole bunch of us kind of went into this without a set plan. And it starts off in high school with us being told hey, in order for you to be successful, you need to earn a degree. So once I started doing more research, I'm like, I could have earned like a certification with Adobe. I could have earned like something else. I could have gotten gotten started with this a lot earlier. And fortunately, since my I didn't really have student debt, it started rolling in my mind like, oh my God, how many of y'all are rolling in debt and then just realizing that you could have gotten started with a certification or a license or something and worked yourself up to a bachelor's degree later, if that is what you would have chosen. Okay. So um, I know right now, especially during COVID, a lot of our listeners are going, oh, job change. I have to get, you know, better skills, but I can't, can't afford it. So why don't you... Talk us through, let's say that um, I was calling you and said, gee, Kendall, I, I need some advice. You know, I want to get a better job, but I can't quit my day job and I can't, you know, afford four-year school. H- how would you talk me through that? One thing that a lot of people, even including myself, tend to underestimate is networking or just having references. It's like any skill can be learned on the job. Is mm-hmm. Like granted, some that requires like more like medical attention. Yeah, you, you you need like the hands-on experience. But a lot of the stuff that you may end up going into, if you have at least somebody who's willing to vouch and say, hey, look, she's a fast learner. Um, he already has the basic knowledge of this, this, and this. He can learn this. She is really good at um, teamwork. One, that's a really good way to switch over to a different industry, even if you don't have that specific piece of paper. Another that some people tend to, another opportunity that some people tend to overlook is volunteer work. Is like, if you're able to 
just kind of break in and build a relationship with someone like, let's say you decide that you want to get more into animal care. If you could volunteer at, say, an animal shelter, someone who is actually taking care of the animals, showing them that, hey, look, this is something I want to do. Can you put in a good word for me? You could volunteer to see if you can help out at a veterinarian office. Some people, they might not have the hours to switch over like that, but you might say like, you know what? I really want to learn a new skill. One uh, platform that I share a lot is LinkedIn learning. Uh, A lot of the skills that I've learned was from watching tutorials. Uh, Another side is Udemy. Whenever I taught spin classes, a lot of people don't realize that I ended up watching a, a spin class tutorial on Udemy and then going to take some classes at the YMCA just so I could help my uh, work study job with some of their classes because they needed more qualified people. It's like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was kind of just thrown into there. And sometimes that's what it takes. You have to do it scared. You're not going to be fully qualified and that's okay. Just jump into it if you can. And if you can have someone else give you a referral for it, take that opportunity and jump in as soon as you can. I want to um, explore each of these, but before we get started, I want to validate the fact that you actually do this. Um, I, <laughs> I read a little bit about your experience in the military and your military job. You want to use that as an ex- I mean, that is so inspirational. So again, share with our listeners, because I think the information is great and we'll dig into it, but, but talking or listening to somebody who's actually done it. I think is very inspirational. So I really wanted to go to college. So I, at some, at that point, I figured, you know what, the only possible way that I could probably get to that point would be to enlist in the military, earn the GI Bill. Uh, (laughs) So I ended up enlisting as an aviation structural mechanic, terrified. And (laughs) once, once I actually got into there at that point, I was just, an 18-year-old, five-foot-zero girl who weighed less than 120 pounds, surrounded by all these grown football player-sized men. And I'm like, I'm going to die out here. And one thing that taught they taught me a lot was that they're going to push you into the unknown. And your only choice is to learn how to survive it. With me going into aviation structural mechanics for helicopters, they straight up told me, if you don't learn this, whoever is in that helicopter will die. And I'm like, okay, I probably should have chose a different job. And they put, they pushed me out there. They gave me the cranial, the support gear, all of that. They showed me the hand signals. And I remember the training. They're like, okay, look, make sure you keep careful watch of what they need from you. And I'm like, okay, okay, I got this. And I looked over my shoulder and my trainer was gone. I started to panic because the only thing that I could think was these people would die if I mess up. Why? And it's like, luckily, I managed very stiffly to bring them forward, do the safety search, launch them off. And my trainer came to me and was like, why did you panic? I'm like, I I don't know. He's like, you know what you're doing. Okay. Yes. You're probably going to mess up out there, but you improve every single time, okay? Yeah, we might cuss you out if you do make a mistake, but we do that to make sure you learn. And from that point on, it's like anytime I had to go through a different training, there was always that fear. It's like someone might die, someone might die, but that encouraged me to put in the effort to learn what I needed to do, to ask questions, to overcome that intimidation and be like, hey, look, I need you to guide me. I don't want to hurt somebody. Guide me. And eventually it got to the point where that obsession to not fail created an opportunity for me to become a trainer 
for others who was coming in, who I would see as well, like, I'm scared. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. You were just like me. <laughs> Come here. I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> and, and I think that what you're saying is that there is fear in learning and embrace it and always yourself because the safe doesn't get you to where to where you uh-uh. want it's like you're never going to feel ready you're you're not there's always going to be that little voice in the back of your head saying no you still got to learn this or no you're not good at this yet you're always going to have that analysis paralysis where you feel like you need to learn something else you're going to have that imposter syndrome where you feel like you're not qualified or you haven't actually earned this position yet a lot of the people around you who genuinely care about you can see that you know what you you've earned enough experience just go ahead and do it and the scariest part is convincing yourself to do it scared. All right. We're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about handling this fear, overcoming it, planning and using training to, to move forward. So very short break, stick with us. We'll be right back with Kendall. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career, from how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. It is possible to have the career you want. Those who know how to manage their careers advance more quickly and have more opportunities. Listen for Career Central with host Lorraine Beeman to discover how to be successful in your current job or move into a new one. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back to Career Central. We're having a fantastic conversation with Kendall. Before we left we, um, to take our break, we talked about that fear of moving forward and one of the things... Um, Kendall's going to tell us, if not now, a little later about how to um, deal with that fear. One of the things when we were on the break, she was sharing that she's um, actually tried several jobs along the way. And I think that plays right into um, networking. You, you mentioned that your mom had helped you find a, an experience working in a laundry. Is that uh, yes, when I was younger, it's like I had a variety of interests. Like I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just such a creative individual. And one of the things that kind of popped in my head, popped into my head, was fashion, like creating your own clothes and everything. And my mom, she had a friend that worked at a cleaners, and she let me kind of shadow her, just volunteer for about a week, learning how to hem clothes using the sewing machine and everything. And I realized within that week that I did not like making my own clothes. I, I didn't like it <laughs> one bit. But it was a good experience because 
10 years later, I still hem my own clothes. Like I, I still know how to thread the needle and uh, fits everything up. But it was good for me to still have that experience for something that I didn't like, because had I chose like, you know what, why not? I'll just go straight to college to learn this. And then once I was in debt, realized, you know what, this isn't really for me. That would have been a worse situation than volunteering somewhere for a week and then being like, okay, that's not for me. But hey, I learned some new skills. And I want to reinforce what you said is I actually worked in a college and would often have graduates come in and say, well, I have this degree, but I really don't like this. I -hmm. finished it out because, you know, it was easier than starting a new major, but I don't want a job in this area. So I think what you were sharing with our listeners is that was a volunteer activity where you got got to try something um, different. Do you ever work with people that that you've coached to do that volunteer work or even your own experience that helped them decide in their career? With me, it was with my fiance, Steven. It's like uh, he had his uh, CDL, I believe that's what it's called, his uh, CDL licenses because he loves to drive. Well, when we came down here to Florida, we both realized that we don't like driving on I-4 at all. And he straight up told me, he's like, look, I, I, I love driving. I love doing this, but... I am. I do not want to drive a huge automobile on I-4. But then there became that bit of stress for him because that was like the main thing he had. Well, when we tried to, he uh, looked for any type of job and we're like, you know what, uh, maybe this will do. Some projects picked up for my uh, multimedia design and I started running out of room on my computer. And Steven, he was like, I can put more memory in there. I can give you some more RAM. And I'm over here like, I'm still paying this thing off. Are you sure you can do this? <laughs> and he set down uh, my computer. He went inside. He dusted off everything. He installed the new RAM, made sure everything else was set up properly. And as I watched him, it was like watching a kid go to Lego World for the first time. It was like just such genuine joy doing this. And I'm like, if you could do this all day, would you? He's like, hell yeah, I would do this all day. Like, And we thought about it. I'm like, why don't you do this then? And he told me, he's like, look, the main thing I've had is my CDLs. I, I don't have any training for this for anyone to actually hire me on. And we questioned it. It was like, what do you need to get into a field like this? Do you need a bachelor's degree? And we researched it together. We came across like the CompTIA certifications, the A, uh, A+, the Security+, the Network+. We looked up a lot of the... Uh, schools around here. And we found out that to get into the information technology field or specifically what he wanted to do, um, there was trainings. I think it was like nine month training for less than 10K. And it wasn't even for a full day. It would be like partial days where he can still go into work if he needed to. Uh, If he wanted to work part time, they could work around with that. And after he finished the training, he was able to get a Philtech position like a few weeks in using the stuff. It's like we updated his resume with the keywords from all of his training. And now he's able to configure or like update servers and switch out their monitors and computers and everything. And he tried to tell me what all he does. And I'm like, as long as you're happy, <laughs> but yay. So I want to just recap, because I think you said some very important things that can be across the board. One is that he discovered something he liked doing, not, oh, I have to go get a job and see if I like it. It was just thinking, what in my world do I really like? Mm -hmm. And then you did your due diligence. You researched what was required and you researched schools and then a happy ending. He he got (laughs) a certification and, and got the job. But I, I want to really, because we were talking a little earlier about people that go through college and don't like their majors, is the importance of discovering what you like. And you can do that, you know, mm-hmm. by volunteering to do something. Volunteering is a great way. Like, oh, I think I want to do that. Go volunteer. And after a week, you go, oh, I love this. Or mm, I'm sure glad I didn't invest in that for my, my future. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is a great story. And I think just a great principle for folks that are trying to go, you know, well, maybe I'll go back to school and get a degree and, and see if I like it. See if you like it first. I was like, no. Yeah, don't, like, don't, don't, yeah. don't put in all the money and then realize, oh no, this isn't for me. Like explore opportunities where you can see if you can like dabble in it a little bit and see if you might like it. Reach out to other people who might be doing it, like individuals on LinkedIn, uh, chat with them or just see like, hey, uh, I'm curious, what is it that you do? Uh, it's like a lot of us, if you just reach out and be like, hey, I'm curious, what is it all that you do? A lot of people are genuinely passionate to say like, yeah, um, I'm willing to show you what all I do. And absolutely. And I think that's something, again, I'm glad you're sharing it is people who love what they do love to share it. I mean, like right now you're totally enthusiastic sharing what, what you want. <laughs> So think of those, you know, now sometimes you find somebody that doesn't like what they're doing. So yeah, yeah they don't want to network with you, but LinkedIn is great. Um, you sh- for a younger person, you shared your mom helped you do that. And it's okay mm-hmm. to ask a mom, a friend, a spouse, um, a sibling that's a, and say, gee, I think I want to go into something. Do you know anybody that does that? And then, you know, with COVID now, it's more like having a Zoom conversation than going yeah. on site with them. <laughs> but even a Zoom conversation um, can give you an idea if, if you're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah. So anyway, thanks for sharing that. Um, so that's kind of the volunteer. That's also the networking, which if anybody listens to this show, you know, I'm a great fan of networking. I really think it's the the way to move your career, uh, one of the way, tools to use to move your career forward. Let's talk a little bit about your experience with LinkedIn classes, because I've heard about them, but I haven't done one. And you were saying that they were pretty good. So. The courses used to, I got introduced to those courses whenever they were still called lynda.com back in um, college. And I'll be honest, initially, I didn't like it, mainly because whenever I was studying animation or more specifically character rigging, I would need just one question answered, just one question. And LinkedIn learning now would answer a thousand and one questions except the one I was asking and it was so frustrating (laughs) but after a while I was like I kind of pushed it aside figured okay you know what I'll figure it out myself I'll bug my professor if I can access them and I started going to some of the uh little meetings that they would do at the college and almost every single one of them would be like yeah use linda use linda.com and I'm like fine I'll use this darn site and in the process of them rebranding themselves from linda to linkedin learning I learned that you can't go into their lessons with just one question you have to go in with a (laughs) with the mentality of, you know what, I'm going to learn like a whole package of information. And the tutorials, they're broken up very conveniently. It's like, you don't have to sit through like a hour and a half worth of content all at once. They're broken up to like maybe 10 minutes or less of information where you can just watch a little bit at a time. You can set like little goals to say, hey, look, I want to watch a video for an hour within the whole week. You can bookmark certain courses that let's say you want to learn social media management. You're interested in learning about Adobe After Effects. If you're interested in business management, you can bookmark those courses. If you're interested in say they have learning paths where let's say you want to become a I think I want to say they have a digital marketer uh, learning path, but they've collected like a handful of videos for you to watch uh, continuously so that you can learn the basic information that you need to pursue that particular path. (laughs) And I want to drill down on something you said is um, the you were looking for one answer. And I think we're very used to Googling for one answer. And but. Why don't you share your opinion on that one answer versus making the investment 
to go through the whole course in terms of how it impacts your career? I realized that my one answer mentality was very narrow minded. So even with, even though I may have just been trying to find something for Maya or the 3D uh, editing software, you can't really do that with just about anything that you do, just because there's not really one set path to do something. It's like, if you limit yourself to just that one particular way, you miss out on a whole bunch of other opportunities. So one thing that's really good about watching a um, video set, rather it's on LinkedIn Learning or YouTube or Udemy, you get to experience different views on a specific subject. One way might work better for you. Another way might do it. Someone else might be like, hey, look, this worked perfectly for me. For you, it may be the worst possible way, but someone else might have a better way. And from exposing yourself to different views, you not only find something that works for you, but you also gain a better understanding of that particular subject, whether you agree with that method or not. So you talked about that inertia of getting started. How do you structure your day or set goals so that you do work all the way through a course? Because I know it's sometimes it's kind of easy to get started and not finish. I try to set myself many goals. It's like I, I realized I learned the hard way that is really easy to burn yourself out. Like if you're like, you know what, I'm going to make it through this hour and a half long tutorial. I'm going to read these five books. I'm going to start doing all of this stuff. You're going to feel the burnout like within a couple of days and you're kind of going to lose that drive to actually pursue this. Instead, set yourself, excuse me, set yourself many goals. Like even if it's just, I'm going to watch 10 minutes of this video. Like if it's something that's brand spanking new to you, start small and build yourself up. Because if you can accomplish your small goal, and let's say you said, I'm going to only watch 10 minutes and you watch 20 minutes of it, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself than if you said, hey, I'm going to watch 30 minutes and stop at 20. Then you're going to feel disappointed and then you're going to kind of start talking yourself out of it. Like, no, start small and gradually build yourself up. I create myself to-do list, but I also create for myself many tasks. So it's like I have my ultimate to-do list, like, okay, by the end of the week, I need to have all this checked off. But today, let's make sure that I watch, say, or uh, let me try to get through the rest of this chapter of this book. I only have like maybe 10 pages left. Let me knock that out. Uh, let me go through my email. Let me <laughs> make sure I actually clear that out. If I see that I've come, like put that little check mark on, I feel a lot better and I'm more motivated to actually knock out the rest of the stuff. I love that approach that you um, just small increments. You don't have to go, oh, I've got to finish this course in two days because I want to learn the skill. But, you know, so much every day. And then congratulating yourself if you meet or exceed that goal. I think that is fantastic. We're going to take another very, very short break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to keep talking, uh, picking Kendall's brain, to be perfectly honest, on the resources that she knows about. And then we're going to ask her what she sees happening in the future in terms of training. So stand by and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss 
will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career, from how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. It is possible to have the career you want. Those who know how to manage their careers advance more quickly and have more opportunities. Listen for Career Central with host Lorraine Beeman to discover how to be successful in your current job or move into a new one. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Hi, this is Lorraine Beeman. Welcome back to Career Central. Right before the break, we were talking with Kendall about making reasonable goals as you go through um, a self-paced training program. So, Kendall, um, one other idea that you had was to use um, Udemy. And I wanted to have you just share a little bit for listeners who've never seen it, heard of it. Um, let's take the fear away and tell them what it's what it's like. So I really hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> Udemy. Uh, Udemy, it. It's pretty much uh, various tutorials that you can watch. Um, any, I want to say just about anyone can post videos on there to demonstrate any type of skill. Like you can go there to study about social media management. You can use it for uh, learning how to start a business. I used it to teach myself how to instruct a spin class. So there are so many various topics that you can learn on there and a lot of the topics are very short they have a free catalog if you want to just come through some of the information and see if there's anything that might help you pursue something and if especially if you're on a tight budget as well I want to reinforce that that is a a great place for free courses actually there's university courses that you can sit in on again kind of a way to figure out, is this something I really want to do before you make the investment? So great, great resources. So we've talked networking, volunteering, LinkedIn, Udemy, you're probably pronouncing it right and I'm not. So let's pick your brain up because you, you really are in tune with what's going on. What trends do you see that in training? So I, in the upcoming years, I think we're going to be going more into virtual reality. It's like I I got an opportunity to visit IT Sec back in 2018 in Orlando, Florida, and a lot of the stuff that they were creating using virtual reality just blew my mind. It's like they had haptic gloves where you could you could feel like a 3D cube inside of this 3D environment. You had like a simulation for pilots so they could practice how to land stuff. You had, um, I forgot what, it was like a skydiving little ride where you actually had to pull the cores to figure out how to land in a specific spot. Granted, I went off the edge, but I'm like, this is actually really cool. And another thing that is very impactful is how you can enter pretty much into this virtual room and you could be having meetings with other avatars looking around and you could be just about anywhere. It's like you could be like meeting on the beaches of Orlando, Florida or in California or overseas anywhere. 
And instead of us just looking at a camera, we could be looking at each other or at least a virtual version of each other. That, that, that sounds exciting. I think um, with COVID and schools closing and we're starting to learn virtually now, it's kind of exciting to hear about what might be coming coming next. I like that whole idea of the, the avatar and the three, 3D. I love that. Um, anything that people should do to start adapting to these changes or even starting to become an online learner? What are your tips? For online learner or for virtual reality? Both, Go, you know, I'll, just, I'll back my questions. Start with the one you like, but the one you think is less. I would say that the online learning would be the easier one just because we pretty much already have access to that. Like, there's a good chance that you've already started. Like, if you've ever watched something on YouTube to try to figure something out, you've, you've already experienced online learning. If you've looked something up on Google to even if you were just trying to figure out how to configure your printer, you've already exposed yourself to online learning. And one way to step that up is to figure out like, what is it that you are interested in? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific end goal. Like maybe you're just curious about what it's like to become a chiropractor. You can look up some of the videos and see what a day is like for a chiropractor. Uh, for various career paths. Like you don't have to go ahead and like obsessively be like, I need to learn this, 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 and this. It's like, no, just start off with casual curiosity. Just sit back and just watch and see like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in that. Okay. And then just kind of go down the rabbit hole. Like, okay, what else can I learn about this? What are the different branches of this? Oh, that's cool. Oh, I don't like that. And that's fine. <laughs> Expose yourself. Yeah, that, I mean, that's great. Just that whole freedom to explore. And I kind of put you on the spot for for the virtual um, or the avatars and all of that. Do you think that that is fairly far off or are, you, are we looking at that happening pretty soon? Oh, no, I'm pretty sure this is going to be happening at possibly within the next five to 10 years, if that is like from reading, what was it? Uh, Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. It, it's like, we've already have a good bit of that technology working for us, for us already. It's like, I have an Oculus like in the living room already. Okay. And so. it's like, it's just a matter of time before we can just expose this to more people. I want to say PlayStation has their version of it, I think. Don't call me on that one. But it's like we're already like exposing it through video games. And it's only a matter of time before we start taking advantage of how we can use this educationally and for working at home opportunities. So our young people who are listening are going to be delighted to tell their parents, I need to play video games. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but actually I think yeah. that, that is going to be a good way to get used to the medium because if you're having fun, there's not that pressure to learn. So, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, kind of the answer to that question. How can we get ready? We can do video games. We can get used to that um, whole 3d, you know, avatar kinds of things so that when it becomes an educational setting, yeah. we're already comfortable with it. Just like you were saying, you know, watching YouTube, things on demand, get, get you ready for that, um, the virtual education. So I know yeah, that one of the I things think that would be, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying you're completely right. It's like, I feel like the one of the best ways to expose yourself is to just have fun, play video games, just be playful with it. Yeah. And then, then you're comfortable with it. And when it starts to be a class, then you can put that part of your brain in that has to learn. Well, you have to learn a game, but, you know, sort of that <laughs> learning that has consequences, I guess. Somebody's going to give you a test at the end. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Now, I want to change a little bit because I know that you are a great advocate of making mistakes. Make a mistake to learn. But we kind of live in a world where everybody says, oh, no, you can't make a mistake. you got to be perfect. Yeah. So why don't you share with our listeners some insights on 
the significance of allowing yourself to make mistakes in the educational process? So I do have a story for that. So back in high school, uh, like I mentioned earlier, like social anxiety, I was that awkward, shy girl. But one thing that I loved was to sing. And my teacher and my classmates convinced me to try to participate in that year's uh, Black History Month program. My only responsibility was at the end to sing a verse of Mary Mary's uh, Can't Give Up Now. I didn't need to sing one verse. And throughout that whole program, I'm just back there, just terrified, just trembling, just like tears, like already in the back of my eye. But I kept trying to comfort myself by singing that one little verse. It's like I could sing that song in my sleep if I needed to. And once that time came, I walked down into the stage, saw the whole gym filled with my classmates and just froze. It's like I I couldn't I I did I couldn't even remember what song we were singing as it the instrumental just played in the background. And I'm just standing there on stage just trembling and I missed my part. Everyone else started singing, everyone else came out into the stage. And I'm barely even mumbling any words. I'm just praying, like, let this be over soon. Let this be over soon. And I remember the curtain falling down. And as soon as it touched the stage, I just took off running to the back of the stage and just fell out crying. It was like I felt like I had let my whole choir team down. I felt like I ruined the whole program, everything. And my teacher my choir teacher found me and I remember she hugged me and she was like, I'm so proud of you. And my first thought was you're lying straight to me. There is no way you are proud of me right now. And she hugged me harder and she was like, we all knew that you were terrified to do this, but you tried. That's what we are proud of you about. You tried and all my classmates came to me. They hugged me. It was like, we're so happy you came out here and that you tried to do it. And those words like just echoed with me. <clears throat> I'm still to this day, that's probably like one of my top most embarrassing moments. But just those two words, like you tried. When it came time to me, for me to join the military, I was terrified. And the only thing that correct echo in my mind was, just try. When it was time to go off to college, whenever I was working on senior projects and didn't think that I was actually good enough or skilled enough to work on other people's stuff, that were those words just echoed with me, just try. Whenever it was, I told myself, you know what, you have a lot of information to share with people. Why don't you start a blog? I didn't know anything about HTML. I didn't know anything about Bluehost or WordPress or anything like that. And the only thing that I could tell myself was just try. And even though that was probably one of the most embarrassing and painful moments I went through, it's good that I made that huge mistake back then because that's what motivated me to get to now being able to share this story on a podcast. And I'm hoping, even though I'm still terrified of public speaking on a stage, one of my goals is to visit other high schools, other middle school, and share this story to say, hey, look, I stand on this stage now because I knew that I needed to try. If I can keep one of y'all from going through this same debt that so many people are going through, the reason why we're 1.5 trillion dollars in debt if I can stop at least one of y'all from contributing to that it was worth it for me to try back then that that is a beautiful story I want to thank you so much for sharing I would love you to let our listeners know how they can um, follow you follow, how can they find your blog how can they connect with you uh yes it's like 
I'll say that I'm most active right now on TikTok at Karabi Stories. So K-Y-R-A-B-E Stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S. The same tag is for Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Both of those sites, I share as much information as I can. Uh, The same with Instagram, if you want to see like some of the behind the scenes of where Steven and I might travel to, we'll take pictures and share some of the stuff. And, and you can also find me on LinkedIn. I want to say forward slash Kendall Bennett, like connect with me. I'm, I'll be more than happy to answer questions for you. I would encourage you to um, connect with Kendall, follow her blog. I have been for the last couple of weeks and it's just, it, it's amazing. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. For those of you that are listening, um, if you're on Spotify or iTunes, um, send us comments. Our guest next week is Jack Kelly. He is an external recruiter who will share insights on how to find and work with a recruiter to help you achieve your career goals. Earlier this season, we had an internal recruiter come on that was somebody that worked for the company and helped them recruit. This is an external recruiter, somebody that works with job candidates to help them um, secure positions. So you're not going to want to miss the show. We always give you a challenge. um, And I don't know if Kendall, if you've got a quick challenge for our audience. I would say go on social media, rather Facebook, LinkedIn, what have you, and join a focus group, anything, whatever it is that you do want to try, join a focus group. I did that for whenever I started my blog. It was intimidating being surrounded by people who were a lot better than me. But once I actually got in there and started asking questions, they just bombarded me with information. Like they will help push you towards your goals. So go join a focus group on social media. Surround yourself with people who share your common passion. That's your challenge. Go join a group, learn more about something you might like to do. If it's not, move to another group. But until next <laughs> This is Lorraine Beeman encouraging you to take care of your career because you were the only one qualified to do it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thank you.